0: Let me ask you a question. God said this to me a long time ago when I was really poor and really, really broke. And I never forget it. I remember when this is around the time when I was homeless. When God finally answered, I was believing for at that time. Just Five thousand dollars, just so I could get a home for the family, and just get my back on on my feet again, and just trying to get myself together the best I can. And I'm gonna say this to you, as the children of God, sometimes God will speak a word to us, and He will make a great and precious promise, but it takes us time to get to the place to receive it. You can say by faith, I received that in Jesus' name, but you got to now do the work before him to get your faith to the place that what's coming out your mouth lines up with what's really in your heart so that you're saying what God is saying and God can move. And so I prayed and I prayed for that. I think I was praying for $3,000 and God came through with about seven and I oh, exceedingly abundantly. You know, now you say that to me, I'm like, okay. But then I was like, whoo, Seedly, abundantly, I asked for three, gave me seven, wow. I thought about that as I drove on the deal of putting down, I'm not even gonna to try to throw money at you to mess with you, but putting down more than half of the price of the car before I left the place, mm-hmm. right? And as, I, and as I thought about it, I said, he said to me that day, and I never forgot, it, he said it to me again as I was driving home. He said, son, to me, not to you to me what's the difference between five dollars and five million dollars i said that's he said i didn't say to you i said to me what's the difference between five dollars and five million don't listen to me nothing he said so when you ask for that five thousand If you had put a couple of more zeros on there and really was in that place in your faith to believe and I had done 10 mil because you asked for five from a real place of believing, is that possible? And I never forgot that. I always expect him to do more than I ask. I always expect him to do exceedingly abundantly. But I'm coming to the realization that my ask has to line up with his gift, because it's according to our faith. So I want to ask you a question right now. What's in your wallet? You know, how big are we believing? Because even after I drove away, God immediately tapped me on the shoulder and said, that was too easy. That, that was too easy. Like, like dude, give, give me something to work with. That was too easy. And I was like, all right, father. I, I, I'm, I'm hearing you, dude. I'm hearing you. He said, you still, in a way, you went by what was in your bank account. You still didn't ask me according to what I could do. And even though you're celebrating what I did and you're a grateful son, and I'm, I appreciate that, you still need to step your game up. This wasn't the message for today, but since I started sharing the testimony, I just figured I'd throw that in. We serve an awesome, awesome, awesome God. And with that said, I wanna pick up my Bible. I'm gonna take that thing off the screen, just bear with me. And I'm gonna take us to Isaiah chapter 25. And this is is the last installment of how um, um, real freedom, even though I don't think that message is ever going to end. But I want us to go to Isaiah 25. And as I begin to go through this, I want us to understand. We've already dealt with the fact that God's give is always bigger than our ask. Can we agree on that? Say, say, I accept that God's give is always bigger than my ask. Now, it's according to your faith, be it unto you. We understand then that we have to take time to align our faith with what he's promising us. You got what I'm saying? I'm going to use you guys as an example. I'm going to say your name. You were believing for a car. I don't know what your belief was. I don't know what your faith was. I don't know where you stood. But you was believing for a car. Your daughter's faith was bigger than yours. <laughs> your little girl had bigger faith than you. And for those of you who don't know the story, they were down visiting the one of your parents. Penny's parent. Oops, I said the name. Sorry. Oops. And Elon says to Grandpa, How many cars you got? And he said, what it was, How many was it? Four. Yeah. Why well, you got four cars and we don't have one? And Grandpa said, Okay. Did he let you pick or he just picked one and gave it to you? He gave the newest car he had. He signed it over and said, there, because Elon said, I should have one of those. Why are we taking the bus and you got four cars, Grandpa? That's a testimony. She like, you've been talking this faith stuff. I believe it. I'm a kid. It's simple enough to me. You got four, let go, what? Hold up. Come on now, hold up. Elon said that to her earthly grandfather. And you got a heavenly father got way more than what her daddy got. And why we act like we act. Isn't that what the prodigal son did? He went to he he ran off and he took all his wealth and he went and spent it. He came back, brothers upset because he's still getting more. And the father said, But you here with me, is all I have is yours. All you have to do is ask. That wasn't a message for today, but because you shared the testimony, I know some people just tuning in, they missed the beginning of it. But um I'm just saying. I'm gonna tell you another one now. I got something you just keep sharing. So there was a company that we were doing business with, the staffing and it was for the staffing firm. And they're a top-known company. You know who they are. Big, big, you know, big bird, and that's all I'll say. And they really wasn't paying us right when we first started working with them back in the day. And we were doing all this work and and they wouldn't call and they would put things off and we would wind up losing the candidate and and just a lot of work. Well, two years ago, when I took over the business, I changed the flow of our business. Some of you know about it. I said, we don't work for free, period. No staffing gets paid once we hire the person. No, we get paid to walk in the door. We are premium service. And if you want to work with us, you pay us an engagement fee or we don't even get on the phone and do anything. And that's revolutionary because staffing companies don't do that. But we've made more money in the past two years and the past eight years combined, just in the past two years, just because of that. But what you've seen all the awards and stuff that have happened because we, we got an award for excellence in business. Well, excellence in business is saying, pay me my beef and money. That's excellence in business. You know what I'm saying? Treat us right and pay us right, or don't, we don't do business. And the companies have said yes to that model. Well, this company decided, what was it? Was it a year ago? Did not work with us? Yeah. A year ago. They don't want to work with us because they don't like our my my new fear and approach. So they don't work with us. For every you we lost, we gained 10 more. So don't work with us. I'm just gonna put this out there, children of God. The principle's still real. If people got to pay more for it, they respect it more. We making people pay more than what they would normally pay a staffing company and, they, and we get more business. Because they looking at them now like they just wranglers. You follow what I'm saying? We seven, we, you know, we, up, we up that next level. But I've established that as the leader of this company. This is who we are. And we don't do business unless you do business this way. Well, a couple of weeks ago, it's just been a couple of weeks, because we have employees that we placed there, they were saying they were in a real trouble at the company. But when they speak to the owners or the leaders, the leaders of the company, and say, "Why don't you call them?" That's how you got us. They commented. One commented, "We I don't I don't like Bill. You don't like me. I don't like the way he does business. He only thinks about himself." Okay, and so do you. But we won't get into that. And then somebody else said, well, they don't, he said, they said they don't like your fees, which is still saying they don't like me. Got it. So Lindsay came to me and she was bothered by it. I mean, she was really bothered. It irritated me that she was bothered. It really did. It got on my nerve. But she was bothered because she didn't like the fact that somebody was saying they don't want to do business with her. And that felt like a rejection, I guess, like for a company to say about a company, I don't want to do business with you. I understood it from that point, but from my point, I was like, so, so, and then I said, but you're missing something that I'm seeing in the realm of the spirit, understanding what I see right now. They're talking about us. Up in your nice, your big headquarters, you're talking about little of us, whether you want to do business or not, because your back's against the wall. And I said to her a week ago, they'll be back. They'll be back. And on our terms. Last week they called. And they said, listen, can we work something out? Yeah. Boom, 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 and boom. I changed the squad. You want us to work, cut us a check for five grand, and we'll start working. And when we finish, we want. The 50. Rounding off the numbers. We picked up the check. And away we go. And that was just a couple of days ago. I know what God told me I'm worth. We say that song, I know who God says I am. I know who I am. I don't think people really do. Because if you know who God says you are, then people treat you the way God say they should treat you. In this season and time, the biggest thing for me is dealing with people's opinions of me. And God has, from the business side to the personal side to the family side, I've been bombarded with negative criticism of me. I'm not going to get into it All my decisions or what I've done. And God kept saying, Well, every time you turn around, bam, I'm dropping another gift on you. Bam, drop another gift. He told me, Go get a new car. I don't, I don't need no car. No, yes, you do. I want you to have one. And he dropped the seven series on me. He did that. So I'm saying to you, in this season, it has to become who God said you are and what he's called you to. And I need you to understand, my God, this wasn't the message for today but I hope you appreciate it. When you begin to walk in who God has called you to be, he will send his, the enemy will send his agents out. It could be family, they could be Christians, they could be people you think are godly people to tell you how, how dare you think that you're worthy of that. Who do you think you are? Brother, listen, the, 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 David's brother said it to him. Where are your sheep? He said, I can beat this giant. Aren't you the guy who keeps sheep? We're the one who wear the royal clothes. Go back out there and clean up up sheep poop. That's your job. But when God speaks to you, listen to me. Listen to me. Don't look for people to qualify you. Don't look for people to tell you, you know what? I think I believe that. I don't care what you believe. Matter of fact, most likely you're going to get people going to tell you no. You can't have that. Who do you think you are? Are you sure you're doing the right thing? You better use wisdom. They're going to tell you you can't have it. Not because they're evil or mean. It's because you're trying to step into a realm that they're not in and you're making them uncomfortable. See, the light shines in the dark and the dark comprehends it not, the scripture said. God gave me this revelation a long time ago. To a person who sleep, if you turn on a light, it's a little discomfort. because. They're sleeping and the light hits their face and it affects them. But it hurts the person worse who's pretending they're sleeping. See, if you're sitting there pretending you sleep, your eyes are fully dilated. And when that light comes on, bam, it's like turn it off. And that's what happens when you start to turn your light on in your walk with God. And the people who are pretending they're asleep or, or or sleeping, your light is irritating, it's frustrating, it, it, it's infuriating. Turn that light off, it's in my face. Remember when Moses came down from the mountain? The, the, the They said he was in God's presence, his face shines so much, the people told him, put a bag over his head. Literally, they said, put a bag over your head. Cover your face, we can't look at it. The problem with most believers is you don't want to offend. You want to be loved. You want people to pretend they love you and accept you. And as a result of that, you sacrifice greatness for approval. Ooh, that's 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 a new one right there. You sacrifice greatness for approval. And so you don't step into that realm because you don't want people to look at you funny. You don't want the people that's already in your circle to identify that you're no longer in their circle and frown at you. So you give up your destiny. You sell your birthright for a morsel of bread. You give up your destiny and your calling for people to pat you on the freaking back. You gotta get to a I don't care place, but not that I don't care what nobody thinks. That's where I was for years. Now I'm like, nah, okay. And I've had a couple of conversations with people and they start trying to read me and tell me they think and I listen, I try to reason with them and they'll push back. And I, and I literally, I say, okay, you win. No, I'm not trying to win. No, you win, don't worry about it, you win. No, nah, nah, I'm not trying to win. You're obviously trying to win. That's why you keep going back and forth with me. So I'm telling you, you win. And I get up and just leave. Shake hands hand, right, shake your hand, no, we, we good, we good. Watch me smoke. And when I look at you in the next five years and you in the same place and I'm over here, and then you in five years, five months. Watch me smoke because I'm going to do what he says. And it's so good to be healed to the place that i still got a heart. I don't want you to not like me, but I'm not letting it affect me. I'm like, man. Thank you, Lord. Dan Chappelle said this in one of his jokes. It's clean. <laughs> he said he was at a show and he was telling one of his um, trans jokes, and somebody got up in the audience and started yelling, "That ain't right, what you saying?" Something like that, and he said, "And I was like, oh, man,' he said it bothered me, not not because of what I said, but because they didn't like my show, <laughs> and, and and that's how it hit me. Oh man, that's messed up. I'm I'm, I'm sorry you feel that way, but uh." The show is still going to be the show. I ain't changing the show, you know. I'm sorry you didn't like it. I'm sorry you don't approve. But greatness has a price. And the price of greatness is surrender to what he says, regardless. One thing I know about all those who are around me, it could be you could make it a good thing or a bad thing. But I want you to hear me out from my heart because God has told me this more than once. They'll be back. They'll be back. Even if they just back for to share what you got, they'll all come back. They all want to know you again. Everybody who's frowning at you, right? I'm sure after David was king, his brother was like, uh, so can we move into the palace? You know, and you're the ones tell me to go clean the sheep. Joseph's brothers, the whole family, they all came back. Do I care? At this point, no, I can't, and and notice I'm not saying it from that, I don't care. No, I don't care because destiny is bigger than approval. It's bigger. Look at my tree, look at your tree. You You wanna get bank books and put them side by side? Bro, you can't sit here and criticize. Bring Warren Buffett or Bill Gates or somebody on this level and let them chew me out. I'm not letting you chew me out. If you're not, your fruit is not the same. Does that make sense? You can learn from a poor person. I don't want to learn from a poor person. I want to learn from somebody who's where God's called me to go. I want you to have the victory that God has called you to have. And I don't want you to be bent out of shape by everybody's opinion of you. Everybody's going to have an opinion. And I'm learning this. I learned this yesterday. It don't make a difference how many times you talk to a person and try to get them to understand. When they've decided they're not understanding and they want to see it their way, next time you talk to them, they'll be right back to the conversation like you never had it. They're talking to you again. Yeah, but I don't think it was fair would you. Yo, didn't we solve this the past 50 conversations let me tell you something. Stop trying to change people that don't want to be changed. Stop trying to convince people that don't want to be convinced. Try to stop trying to make people love you that don't want to love you. Just don't, God has a plan for you. And that plan means sacrifice. It means your way, regardless of how it affects anybody else and how anybody else feels about me as a result. It comes down to he who keeps his life, holds on to it, Jesus said, we'll lose everything. But he who loses his life for my sake will gain this internal life, and in this life here, that hundredfold manifestation, baby, I am asking you in this season to dismiss the world and the life that you've helped so close to your chest. If you hold clinging to what you have and where you are and the life you have, you can't get more. You gotta be able to and willing to lose everything that you have to gain everything that he has for you. Father, we come before you today and we thank you. We thank you and we praise you for this love of yours. My goodness, this love of yours, so big, so grand, so far beyond what we think. Forgive us for limiting you. We're not saying it in shame. We're saying it you know, in true heart repentance, forgive us for limiting you. And we ask you to widen our vision, enlarge the territory of our mind. We're not trying to jump from one to a billion unless our faith is there, but let's at least let's go to the next step. All of us, Father, let's believe you for the next phase of what you called us to let, let us stop looking at people and who what injustice we felt was done to us and where and when and how and who. And you've been teaching me at this, God, to stop stop looking at who didn't do me right and who wasn't fair to me. None of it's important in the grand scheme of things. So they did. It doesn't matter. You do me right. And because you do me right, it doesn't make a difference how anybody else does me. So I'm making a decision today. I'm making a decision today to be free from... Any unforgiveness from people, any hurt from the way they treat me, what they say about me, how they look at me, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how they look at any of us, God. It only matters how you look at us. So to continue to reward your son, yes, I'm speaking right now for myself. Continue to shower me with the blessings that everybody can see that it's available to them, to all of us, if we just believe. As Ruth said to me last week, Keep on bragging. It's encouraging to me. So I'm going to keep on bragging, Lord, in your name, what you do and how you do it. It's encouraging to others that I can be an example. And just as sis got up here today and shared how just seeing God answer my prayer in less than 24 hours, shook her faith up and let her know she got to step her game up. I'm praying, Lord God, that we all step our game up with you. But let us first step our game up with you in our love walk with you. Let our love with you be strong. And let, let it not be about stuff. Let our walk with you be strong. Let our yes to you be yes. Uh, your, your yes is our yes. Your no is our no. Stop, we stop. Go, we go. We, and let that be stronger. let our conviction in that be more powerful that we surrender to you. And in that, and in that, We can trust you. We can believe you for bigger and greater things. Take the roof off, Father, our faith that we've built. Take, take Take the walls down from around us and let us run free. Let us come out of our tent, as you said to Abraham, and see if we can count the stars. So shall our blessings be. We are called, our spiritual seed will be. We are called to be an example to the nations And our example is when they can look at us and say, truly, you serve God. Truly, your God is real, and we want your God. And we thank you for that, and we bless you for that, in Jesus' name. And those who agree with me said, one more time, those who really agree said, those who super abundantly agree said, Amen, amen, and amen, and amen. I love you guys. God bless you. I hope you receive much.